It's docking right here on your classic metal show from the Lightning Strikes Again release with uh, Heart to Stone. And I want to thank our good friend uh, John Levin from docking for uh, calling into the show and being a part of the show. And go over there to his website and check him out at uh, JohnLevinGuitars.com. And uh, Chris has done a stellar job in putting that website together. Thank you. It was uh, it was quite the undertaking, to say the least. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, our next guest, Chris, is waiting yes. in the wings. Okay, cool. Our our uh, uh, fa- fan favorite here on the Classic Metal Show, a guy that I'm personally a big fan of. Uh, we refer to him as the YouTube firebrand, a guy who's not afraid to speak his mind, just like us. And uh, I want to welcome back to the show, after a long hiatus, our good friend, the one and only Jericho Green. What's going on there, Jericho? Fellas, thank you. Thank you so much for having me back. It's been too long. Yeah, it was August. Can you believe it? It was back in August when we had you on last time. Wow. Yeah, good to be back. <laughs> well, John, or, or uh, Jericho, uh, we uh, posted out there on our uh, on our social media sites that you were going to be on the show tonight, and a lot of people were excited. It's like, oh, my God, it's been too long since Jericho was on. So uh, you've got a lot of fans here, a lot of crossover fans from the CMS and, you know, obviously your site. So, uh, you know, we're always excited to talk to you. I watch you on a daily basis, and I enjoy your rants and your videos. And, you know, on, on some days you step it up and do a couple of videos. So that's always a welcome surprise. Yeah, you know, sometimes you know, my my cup runneth over with nonsense. So you know, I gotta sometimes I gotta get back in the booth, so to speak. You know, a second time. But yeah, uh, there's no shortage of foolishness, man. That's why I'm still afloat. And thank you uh, to everybody listening, everybody who's here from your show, from my channel. Thank you, thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, Jericho, uh, one of the things that impresses me about what you do, uh, obviously. Uh, you know, a majority of your videos are, are filmed in your car while you're on your way to, to do what good Americans do and go to work and earn a living every day. And, you know, you're, you're just so off the cuff. And here's the other thing that I'm always impressed with is that you've taken the time to scan the news, watch the latest and greatest and whatever, as you put it, the nonsense and bullshit that's going on out there with the, as the, as you say, the mainstream mediocres and all the, all the, horrific uh attacks on our president and and all the false information and you always have a lot of uh, good insight and a lot of good commentary where all that's concerned so uh even though you know it seems like oh this is just a guy talking in his car you do spend uh you know a, a fair amount of time on preparation and and getting your thoughts together to uh you know get out there and and spew what you're uh, thinking yeah you know um my dad told me, he said, before you shoot your mouth off, make sure your brains are loaded. So I do like to, uh, you know, do some homework. I don't spend too much time, you know, because I do have a family and everything and work, like you mentioned. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I do my due diligence. I do my homework because I do want to be informed about uh, what I'm talking about. And I find that the more I read, just the more dumb shit bubbles to the surface. You know what I mean? Like, the, of course, the title of the article catches my attention, but once you get into it, and sometimes it just, I wish I could wash my brain out from reading some of the shit that I read and 
the words they use, the diversity and inclusion, and my truth and your truth and all this, this shit words and terms that they come up with, because that's where it starts. It starts with the language. They start calling things different things, and they start saying things on what they once were. So that's how it starts. It starts with the language, and then they can change the policy and, and, and our way of life. But, um, yeah, you know, for my, my days in the radio, I try to be what I, what I call a one-take Jake. You know, I form some thoughts, you know, and uh, when I hop in my car, man, we just start talking. You know, we have about, say, 15 to 20 minutes to get to work. So, uh, you know, I say what I got to say, man, and fortunately, it's, fortunately, and, in some, and at some points, unfortunately, it's what we're all thinking. Well, sure, man. Well, well, Jericho, you know, obviously the world's a crazy, crazy place right now, which for a lot of people is bad for doing what you do is spectacular because boy, does it give you plenty to talk about? No. <laughs> yeah. man. I mean, sometimes I can't even get to all the stories. You know, I try to have like maybe three at the most also, you know, due to my, my time constraints, but sometimes there's just so much shit and, some of it is so crazy because all three of us are old enough to remember a time when we weren't down this fucking rabbit hole, you know, and up wasn't down and, you know, black wasn't white and men were still men, you know, the crazy shit like that. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's constant, you know, whenever you dip into that, that well of the public, so to speak, it's endless, you know, it's fucking endless. Well, unfortunately you live in a, in a part of the country that, you know, is probably worse than most places as far as the political correctness and the, the you know, just the nonsense. Uh, you know, one of the things that I found, uh, you know, interesting about some of your commentary and both Chris and I are big gun guys. I mean, we, we love our guns. Uh, I buy a gun, you know, maybe one a year or so just, just to have it because I can. And I know that's mm-hmm. that's something that you've been talking about doing. And then I see your your uh, governor, uh, as you put him, uh, bang your wife, Gavin Newsom, uh, shuts <laughs> down the gun stores. And it's like, what are you doing? It's like, why why do you think you can use this crisis to to infringe upon our Second Amendment rights? And I and I like your commentary about that. So where do you stand at the moment as far as uh, procuring a firearm for protection and uh you know, exercising your constitutional rights. Well, it's funny you ask because uh, a couple hours ago when I was making dinner, um, I had some time. So I called this store out here called Turner, uh, outdoorsman and or Turner Hunter supply. That's what it's called. Turner Hunter supply. And I called him and talked to a nice lady there. And she was telling me that pretty much it's appointment only you get there, get on the list, wait in your car, they call you in, you know, you either, if you like a weapon that's there, you can begin the process. If not, don't order it. Put down your down payment. So actually, on I would have gone Monday, but since they're closed, so Tuesday, I will be there 10 a.m. when they open to get in line and start the process of getting my gun. And like you said, uh, because I can, you know, I fucking hate when people. Well, why do you need an AR-15? Why do you need a thousand rounds? Because I fucking can. Because I'm an American and my paycheck is raped every payday in taxes, so that's why I can, because I fucking can. Like, don't, you can't tell me what I can and can't do. If I want to have nine guns, 90 guns, a thousand guns, so what? I'm a law-abiding citizen, I pay my taxes, I play by the rules, well, fuck you, that's why. Like, I just, <laughs> this is me. Who are you to tell me what I can't, 
can and can't have in my home to protect my family. Because in case they didn't notice, this world is full of fucking monsters and they're terrible and they visit the most unthinkable shit upon their fellow citizens. So I need to, it's my obligation, my duty, whatever you want to call it, to do what I need to do to protect my family. And if that comes in the shape of a Glock or a Mossberg 590, whatever the fuck else I want, that's what it's going to be. Well, in, in the end, though, Jericho, the, what, what they really want is, you know, they can, they can shield it any way they want and pretend that it's, well, we have to protect the citizens and all that other horse shit, even though, you know, law-abiding, lawfully obtained gun guns from law, law-abiding gun owners have accounted for exactly zero mass shootings. But what they really... What they will never say that they want, but is what their true definition is, is they want the ability to be able to take the people over if and when they ever choose to go all in and and take the people out. Yeah, very true. It's very hard to take over a population of people if they're armed. Just like, uh, I can't remember who it was, but the emperor, whoever he was at the time during World War II. He said the reason they don't invade mainland America is because there's a gun behind every blade of grass. And our so-called leaders, whatever, politicians, they know that too. And you can't undo the greatness of our country overnight, even though sometimes it seems that way. It's going to take time. They're going to have to chip away. You know, they're going to have to be that, that small crack, and then the water works its way in there. Next thing you know, it's a chasm. You know, but it's, it's up to us. Because if we don't stop it, it makes it even makes us look even worse because we know. We know what they're trying to do. We know what they want to do. We know they want to take our shit. We know that they want us to be unprotected because they're not unprotected. They're fine. They, they have a team of people with guns to keep them safe. So why can't I do the same? It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So what they end up doing then is then they end up censoring, you know, your ability to talk about it. You know, I'll give you an example. We did this. Uh, we were talking about it earlier on the show. We did a, um, like a live kind of chat with our fans, a video chat on Wednesday and Neely pulled out his guns and was showing the different guns on the, you know, on, on the video. Well, because of that, I knew right away, if I posted that to YouTube, instantly they're going to shut my whole channel down because God forbid you brandish guns, you know, in, in a video and actually might scare somebody is what they say. But in the end, what it really comes down to is they do everything in their power to make you think that guns are bad. And then anytime you try to portray any kind of a gun in a positive light, they use the media and the media's power to shut you down that way. It's fucking despicable. It is. It's, it's a crime and it's fucking awful. And like I said, the people who make these rules for us to live under, I mean, speaking more for us Californians, because it seems that every other state that's not on the West Coast seems to be able to do what the fuck they want to do. I don't understand how that invisible line between our states makes a difference. But anyway, you know, in places like this, the people who make those policies and the people who vote these pieces of shit in time after time, in most cases, don't live under those policies. You know, they, I'm sure they have guns. They're sure they live in gated communities with armed security guards. So they don't, they don't live with the consequences of their policies. They're up in the ivory towers throwing their half-eaten lobster shells down to us to fight over. That kind of shit. So they don't, they don't live with these policies and these rules, which is bullshit. And nobody can protect me better than me. These people can't balance a budget. They can't keep their fucking hands off their secretaries 
but you're going to tell me that you can protect me and mine better than me? That's fucking outrageous. <laughs> well, Jericho, uh, being that you live in the northern uh, California area, not far from San Francisco, uh, a la Needles and Shit, California, what is the what is the secret behind Nancy Pelosi getting reelected every every election cycle again and again and again when the city, you know, the, the region or the city that she represents is is just a a, a shithole. Well, I mean, if a shithole had a shithole, that's San Francisco needles and shit, California. And on <laughs> on the right day, if you catch the wind right, you can smell it from here. I live two hours away. It's disgusting. <laughs> But I think the reason she gets reelected, because her district, or the big part of her district, is a place called Marin County, and that's like the big area is Beverly Hills. So they don't have the homeless. They don't have the feces and the piss and the spit and the drug-addled people wandering around yelling crazy shit out in the air in front of children. I live that situation. So, and again, her, the other dummies that live with her and live in these in these multi-million dollar homes, they, why not? She's a friend. You know, she, she keeps my gardener gardening. She keeps my housekeeper housekeeping. And, you know, these, all these policies to help illegals, well, the only faces of illegals they see are their housekeeper, their gardener, their nanny. Like, why wouldn't I want these people to stay here? They don't live with us who get our cars hit by them and they, you know, hit and runs and killed head on by a drunk illegal and shot at the pier by a drunk illegal and changing the face of the town that you grew up in and now it looks like a third world country that you don't feel welcome in. They don't live with the consequences of the shit, so they don't see anything wrong. So of course they're going to keep putting her back in there. They think she's doing a great job. They see her constantly going after the bad orange man, so that's all they need. <laughs> they don't think about her not being here, getting shit done, people's power getting cut off, people losing their medication in the fridge because they haven't had electricity for 48 hours. They don't see that bullshit. They just see her going after the orange man. She keeps my housekeeper here. I don't have to do it. Keep that bitch in there. <laughs> well, Jericho, I think we may have touched on this a, a little bit the first time you came on, but, you know, obviously you spout a lot of the uh, conservative values that both Chris and I uh, live by and agree with, you know, how how uh, do your friends and family uh, view you? I mean, do they ever do they ever give you any blowback about how your thoughts? I mean, obviously your channel has really blown up, so congratulations on that. Uh, you're coming up what on two hundred thousand subscribers now? Yeah, I'm about one hundred seventy-seven thousand, but you know we're we're stacking tiny little bricks every single day. Uh, new subscribers every day, so yeah, it's it's moving along nicely. Um, fortunately, the family of mine that I talked to, and not like that we had some big falling out or some shit, they just live all across the country, and I don't keep in contact with them a lot, but the ones that I do, my mom and my stepdad, yeah, they're, my mom watches my videos all the time, and she, she made me this way, so, you know, she, uh, she agrees with, uh, what I say, and, but my brother, he doesn't really give, give me shit about it, but he definitely isn't on the same side as me completely. We do share a lot of the same beliefs. He's not one of these blue-haired SJW pieces of shit, but he's not as much of a Trump supporter as me, but he does see good in him. Um, what we mainly disagree about is uh, the justice system. He's of the mind that um, it's more, 
not that that not that the system has total responsibility for you know black folks being locked up and shit like that, people of color, whatever. And he doesn't use terms like that. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but that's usually our bonus intention. I'm more of that's your fault if the system's broken. Stay out of it. You know if. Somebody told me if you walk down the street every day at 3 o'clock, somebody's going to run out and kick you in your nut. Well, I'm not going to walk down that street, am I? That would be stupid. So I always say, well, stay out of prison. How did, how did me and you manage? We didn't. We've never been to prison. I've never been to a drunk tank. I've never been. I've never seen the inside of a jail before, and neither has my brother. So why are we able to do that but nobody else is? You know, so that's usually what we go back and forth about. My friends, people that I consider my friends, are you largely in agreement? I do have some people who don't, but they're usually pretty respectful about it, you know, so we can kind of agree to disagree and keep it respectful, but I don't have any friends or people that I know who are just complete opposite of me that are just, you know, left-wing, soft-headed, granola fucking dumbasses. <laughs> I don't have any in my inner circle. Well, how, how would you deal with that if that's what you... If that's what you um, ran into with a family member or something, because I do have that. I have, I especially, I have, um, my, my nieces are, are of that age and they're both in college. So you can imagine what they're getting indoctrinated yeah, with. So, so yeah, it makes, it makes Thanksgiving just a bundle of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if they were a family member and yeah, if, we, if they want to keep it respectful, we can go facts versus feelings. That's how it always is. You know, right. they're, well, it's healed, and I don't like it, these poor people, you know, that kind of shit. We can do that, but if they want to get disrespectful, then it doesn't matter if they're related to me. I'll fucking give them both barrels to their face. Um, but, uh, no, I would totally, you know, how would you handle any other dummy until they get disrespectful? We'll keep it, you know, what's your view? This is my view. Your view is probably going to be mostly based on, you know, what some talking head told you or how you feel about certain situations, you know, but no, I'd, I'd give them the business, you know, if they want to get disrespectful and, you know, call me some kind of ist or phobe, believe me, I got a few words I can call them too. <laughs> well, well, aside from people that you know or are familiar with, uh, being that, you know, you do reach a fairly large audience, do you get any blowback from, you know, people who may have stumbled across your video channel and, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do you do you get any hate mail, as it were? Because when Chris and I first started doing the show uh, together a while, a long time ago, we used to get hate mail all the time for our thoughts and views on things. And uh, so, what what kind of blowback do you get from people who uh, who watch your channel? Um, it's largely positive, uh, but I do. Yeah, I have people who. We'll just start, you know, oh, you Uncle Tom, you <laughs> bootleg, all that stupid shit. Like, come on, is that the best you have, you fucking moron? Uncle Tom was the hero of the book, so thank you. Um, <laughs> but I do get people who disagree, and, you know, we, we keep it respectful, and ends, hey, I'm glad we could have this conversation, everything, you know, I'm, I don't agree, but I'm glad we were, it's, it's almost refreshing to have a respectful disagreement to somebody nowadays, with somebody nowadays. Um, but <laughs> I was I was at home. It was my day off, and I get a text message from one of my coworkers, and she's a fan of, of my channel. So it was the day after Father's, this past Father's Day of 2019. So she says, um, "I think I might be in trouble." She's saying this about herself, and I was like, "What happened?" 
So apparently over the PA system of the store, she played my Father's Day video <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the closing crew. That's exactly what I did. I was like, oh, shit. So the first half of my video was praising fathers and talking about the beyond critical role that they have in their children's lives and the great and the things that we do and the joy we take in being fathers. And then the second half of the video was dedicated to the piece of shit dads, you know, pretty much you're not in your father in your kid's life for some bullshit reason, kill yourself, you know, that kind of thing. And some girl, super SJW, just graduated from college, you know, what's your pronoun? One of these motherfuckers, right? One of these girls who hope gets a hysterectomy before she re you know, procreates. So she starts crying and runs out and just leaves. Doesn't clock out, just starts crying and leaves and wouldn't talk to this girl who played the video since. Hasn't talked to her since. So I don't know if <laughs> she has completely shit with her dad, but I really didn't say anything that any sane person could disagree with. Good fathers, great. Bad fathers, you know, keep your engine running when you pull in a garage, basically. You know, who doesn't, who doesn't agree with that, but yeah, I've come across some, some crazy ass people, man. It's just one lady I typed in the comment section. I was like, are you serious? Like, are you fucking with me? And she wasn't she was nuttier than squirrel shit, man. <laughs> nice. I, I'm just curious, dude. And without, without getting into where you work or even what kind of job that you do, do you get any, or have you gotten any blowback from your job? Because as you're well aware, words hurt, especially in the job community, and it seems like that's always more and more an easy way for people to to get fired is by what they say online. Um, I haven't, and plenty of people I work with know uh, what my channel's about. A lot of people listen to it, um, but I definitely keep it separate from work as much as I possibly can to avoid things like that. But, um, yeah, is there a chance for some? Pussy getting their feelings hurt and causing problems for me at work. Yeah, that's totally possible. Um, but fortunately, it hasn't happened yet. And let me tell you, man, I work in, there's a college called California State University Monterey Bay. That's about 10 minutes from where I work. So it's chock full of these abolished white people, Bernie 2020, you know, everything Trump says is racist and we're in the second coming of Hitler. Just the most outlandish bullshit you've ever heard. It is packed thousands of these little bastards. And I've gotten in discussions with them and, you know, total, I mean, they believe in the, the gender pay gap and all that shit, you know, police are out to kill black people. That's it. They don't arrest people. They don't investigate. They're just out in their cruisers, shining lights, looking for young black men to murder. <laughs> I mean, you, and you talk to them and you just have no fucking hope. You're just like, this kid is gone. I don't know what their fucking Hawaiian shirt, silver ponytail fucking professors, professors telling them, but they bought a hook, line, and sinker. And, Man, but I do know a couple who are gun-owning, conservative, young people, so I hope, man, I, I hope they reproduce faster than the other ones. <laughs> Shit, man. I mean, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in the belly of the belly of the beast. And the, 
Yesterday, a guy comes in and he's talking about, oh, man, you know, look at all the sheeple, you know, uh, complying with, you know, with this, this virus, and it was made up by the CIA, and the CIA and Trump should both be shot in the head, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, you go up thinking older people are wiser than you and could teach you something, but, you know, old fools used to be young fools, you know, in a lot of these cases. So you see these fucking, one, one time, this lady, she was an art teacher up the street at this after-school program at some she-she private school. And so I'm doing my work, and she comes over to me, and she puts her hand on my shoulder. This was uh, Martin Luther King Day of, like, 2011 or something. And she goes, happy Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Who said that to somebody? You know what I mean? But that, that liberal guilt that she had to show me that she was down with the struggle, whatever that struggle is, I don't, I don't know. I've never experienced it, but she had to show me that she was down, you know, and she, was, she felt my, my pain. Pain from what? I don't know, but she had to let me know that she felt it, man. It's just that kind of shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you should have asked for 100 bucks for reparations. <laughs> Yeah, if you're really serious, you fucking crazy bitch, give me a hundred bucks. Jeez, man. <laughs> I mean, and what do I do? I, I could just laugh. I mean, what do you do for that level of stupidity, you know? <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you uh, are brave enough to uh, make a phone call and talk to two white guys on a on a metal show, Jericho. I know, I shouldn't be doing it. I, believe me, I was very fearful and nervous before I called because I knew... I knew you guys couldn't hold your racism back, but you've done well so far. <laughs> well, believe me, believe me, Jericho, racist is one of the many ists that we get called as well because we don't simply because we don't side with the the you know liberal liberal side of things. We're racist. We're bigots. We're homophobes. All the same shit. I'm sure you're called. Oh yeah, but hey, their side sucks. Their side isn't fun. Their side sucks. Everybody's a name, everybody's always looking for victimhood, high and low. That does, that sounds like a stressful way of living, to constantly be looking for bullshit. I mean, hey, if the bullshit finds me, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it, but I'm not looking under every fucking nook and cranny to find, you know, the struggle that I'm supposed to be going through that I don't, I just haven't found it yet. You know, I think we all have the same level of quote-unquote struggle. You know what I mean? Every person goes through things in life and money and health and shit like that. I just, I see myself as a regular person. I don't want to subscribe to a life where I think I'm inferior. And I think that somebody's better than me. Fuck that shit. Nobody's better than me simply because of what they look like. And I'm no less than anybody else because of what I look like. So I'm not going to believe that. Oh, because I'm black, I can't get ahead. And because I'm black, these white people after me, every time I see a cop, man, fuck that. That sounds like too much to deal with. I'm just going to be an American and fucking enjoy the place that I was fortunate enough to be born in. Right. Well, well, Jericho, obviously, we've never met face-to-face. Uh, -face. I know that uh, Chris had invited you out to a show that was going to happen uh, this, you know, last week, and, and you agreed to come out, but unfortunately, this, this whole virus thing shut that down. But uh, both Chris and I would like to, uh, you know, think of you as a friend, and uh, we enjoy what you do. And, you know, I check out your videos every day. 
Uh, that's Same. that's my after work stuff. When I get home from work, you know, I check you out. Uh, are you familiar with uh, another YouTuber by the name of Caitlin Bennett? Um, no, but I'll I'll be checking her out now. Well, she's a she's a conservative girl. She's out of Ohio, and she's she's a big gun rights uh, you know advocate type thing, and she she does pretty well for herself as well. It's, it's Caitlin Bennett is her name. Is she, um, did she just do something recently at, uh, Ohio State? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, I am familiar with her. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, little okay, blonde, yeah. little blonde girl, really long hair. Just, yeah, just, yeah, the lips, for sure. <laughs> Big boobs. Yeah, she, <laughs> she throws herself right in the middle of, of all these, these rabid college kids, man. And I'm telling you what, she's just a small girl. She's like 5'2 or something like that. And man, these people are fucking vicious, you know. But you know what? I, I don't like to advocate violence. But when I see these videos of these fucking bare-chested, soft handshake fucking punks at these colleges, I'm just like, man, you throw your coffee on me, and I'm no badass by any stretch of the imagination. But you want to throw shit on me and fucking put your hands on me? It's over. It's fucking yeah. over. We're going to be tussling, and that's it. So these people like her who go out and they're able to restrain themselves, more power to them for taking the high road. But I love the low road. <laughs> Well, Jericho, we appreciate you taking some time to come on the show. I know our fans have been asking for you for a while, and, you know, I meant to reach out to you a while back. But, uh, you know, being that everybody's in lockdown now, I thought today would be a good time for you to come on and, you know, entertain us and bring us all up to date with what you got going on. And, uh, you know, I know that you've got uh, some some green gear out there. So why don't you tell people how to get some of that? Yeah, um, you can go on my YouTube page. Um, under community or any of my videos in the description box. I have the links to my Teespring, which is my merchandise, my PayPal, my uh, fanatictones.com, where you can get, like, this guy rips audio from my uh, videos, you know, some of my, my sayings that I have um, as a ringtone for your phone. So all that stuff in the description box of my videos. And thank you, guys, man. Everybody listen. Everybody who's going to be listening, Thank you, man. This is, you know, I'm a dude in my car going to work, just like all of us. You know, I just happen to, to talk into my phone. And please, guys, don't let it be this long until we talk again. Yeah, well, you're welcome on anytime, Jericho. I, I don't need to reach out to you. If you've got something you want to talk about, just, just hit me up anytime and say, hey, man, I'd like to come on this week, and you're welcome guest. All right, thank you. I will do that, man, and I really appreciate it, fellas. Thank you both. All right, man. Well, anything else you want to tell the fans? Um, hey, just keep listening, man, because I'm going to keep talking. I promise you. Like I always say, I try to be done with the left, but they just won't let me. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Jericho. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to a couple of long-haired white guys that love uh, metal music. And I know that you like some metal, too. So uh, I'm going to end this uh, little interview here with something. I'm going to dedicate this song to you, some classic Judas Priest. And uh, the way that I look at you is you're like a sentinel out there on YouTube, standing guard for all the rest of us and bringing us all to light. So uh, 
I'm going to end this with uh, Judas Priest, the Sentinel, just for Jericho Green. So go check him out over there on his uh, YouTube page, Jericho Green, and go pick up your green gear, and we'll have Jericho back uh, again very soon. So, again, Jericho, appreciate it. Thank you very much, fellas. Take care. Stay healthy. I appreciate the love. All right, man. Well, here it is. It's Judas Priest with the Sentinel exclusively here on your classic metal show. Judas Priest on the one, the only, the classic metal show.